The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Good morning all, this is Ryan Tuberty with you on Monday morning. It's the 9th of May 2022 and we're here till 10 o'clock. The text number is 51551. You can email ryan at rte.ie. Very, very interesting guest uh, waiting for you uh, this morning. He was the master of the coom between 2006 and uh, 2013, uh, Chris Fitzpatrick. Um, and he's written this beautiful book of poetry, of all things, but... Um, it, even the title of it is pretty good. It's Poetic License in a Time of Corona. And it just it dips into that world and his personal world. And it's, it's terrific stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting Chris uh, in the next half hour or so. So stay with us for that. 51551 is the text number. I hope you had a lovely weekend. I think um, <clears throat> Francis uh, from, well, formerly of Fermoy and uh, more recently from Cork itself, was an audience member on Friday night on The Late Late Show and... Turned out uh, she was a star of the show in some ways. And strangely, just at the very end of the show, I had to give away a prize to a random caller, a gentleman from Fermoy. And I jokingly said, you probably know Francie. So I know know her her people. Yeah, I know her father. It was a tailor. I mean, it was a tremendously Irish moment um, uh, and very late, late. (laughs) It was good fun. Um, meanwhile, uh, what do we got? Well, obviously you heard about uh, Bono and The Edge went to Ukraine and to a tube station essentially there and performed for uh, some people who were gathered around and um, sang a little bit with um, a couple of soldiers. I think one of the, the, the guys that sang with him was in a band as well, from what I could see on the news last night. But that was a, that was a, it, was a, it was a pretty good thing to do and um, just to stand in solidarity with them. Because any of their gigs, we mentioned it last week about the Charlie Chaplin speech from The Great Dictator and, you know, their gigs... The two gigs can often portray or at least talk about what's happening in the world at the moment. Do you remember Miss Sarajevo, which they sang with uh, Pavarotti? And, you know, they, they always have their, their finger on the pulse in that sense. But for them to go over and stand with the people there like that, I, I thought it was hugely impressive. Um, they sang Stand By Me or Stand By Ukraine. And there's a little flavour of that. <laughs> It's quite meaningful, really, when you think of what's happening over there. And um, he wasn't the only person in town um, over the weekend. Jill Biden made a surprise Mother's Day visit to Ukraine and met with uh, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky's wife, Olina, and expressed her support for Ukraine. She said, I wanted to come on Mother's Day. I thought it was important to show the Ukrainian people that this war has to stop and this war has been brutal and that the people 
of the United States stand with the people of Ukraine. She travelled to a secret are in secret to a small town in western Ukraine, a few miles from the Slovakian village that borders the beleaguered nation. So nice thing of her to do. I see uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau also landed in Ukraine to meet with Zelensky himself. He went to Irpin near Kiev on Sunday to see, as he said, with my own eyes, all the horror which Russian occupiers have caused. And um, that was another important um, thing to do, to stand by them in, in solidarity. Um, and as somebody pointing out in, in the text, you might mention that David McSavage did a gig in Ukraine. Happy to. Happy to. Dave is a cousin of mine. And uh, he uh, went over to Ukraine to, to deliver some, uh, to perform some gigs in some clubs around the place. And I, I thought that's a rather impressive thing to do too. So wish him well. I hope he's uh, safe and well and he's going to raise funds for the uh, for the effort uh, to, to try and help people out there. So good on him for that. Um, and then also staying with the Ukraine for a moment, um, and and you, you might remember last week I was talking a bit about Jack Russells, and you know I have feelings, certain feelings towards Jack Russells that are you know mixed in terms of what I think of them as dogs. And then I was kind of brought round by a very convincing series of texts about how beautiful they are and how loyal and kind and lovely they are. They just get bad press uh, by people like me, so I need to fix that. And sure enough. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky, a man with a, with a busy schedule, in the middle of his um, meeting with Trudeau, um, he, well, as part of the, the, that Sunday, he, he, he gave a Medal of Honour to a Jack Russell. I mean, who, who knew? A mind-sniffing Jack Russell credited with detecting more than 200 explosives in the Ukrainian war. It's remarkable. Uh, he's been recognised for his bravery and uh, Zelensky uh, described patron the pint-sized Jack Russell Terrier, as a wonderful little sapper, sapper being, of course, a military engineer, and uh, uh, the patron, the dog, whose work has prevented countless injuries and deaths, and who's become a canine symbol of Ukrainian patriotism, was presented with a medal in recognition of his dedication. And that is a good news day for the Jack Russells of the world. But uh, And then... Slightly uh, related um, is that the fact that the fleece that President Zelensky has been wearing uh, in these now iconic uh, pieces online was uh, put up for auction for a Ukrainian fundraiser, Ukraine fundraiser, um, after a weekend, and it got $100,000. Somebody paid for that fleece signed by the president himself. Well, it'll be worth more in due course because um, it's, it's such a an iconic piece of clothing and, as I say, sold for 100000 to raise funds over the weekend. So that was uh, good news. But, of course, only good news in the middle of a horrible, horrible story. As you saw, a school oh, was bombed and um, I think they said 60 people killed in that. And then I'm looking at that puffed-up little fella, Vladimir Putin, uh, on, on uh, as we speak. He's at his uh, Victory Day parade there. Little man. Um, with the with his, uh, it's, it's quite strange because he's got this he's got this mad, as I say, puffed up so uh, face that has obviously had so many operations to try and keep him looking young, younger than he is. And when you see footage of him back twenty years ago, you could see where he was going and what he should look like. But of course, this, the the face is a lie, like so many things that come from the mouth. But uh, that's uh, Moscow as we as we speak. There, uh, what eleven minutes past eleven, and they're. Uh, parading up and down the place, uh, as you'd expect. Um, in uh, the Philippines, 
the election of it looks like the, the, that Imelda Marcos and Ferdinand Marcos, their son, is going to be elected president, which is amazing. If you watch the documentary about Imelda Marcos, I spoke to you about it before, and uh, remarkably, he he was uh, <laughs> the Marcos thing. It, it when he, he was he's known as Bong 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 Marcos was his name, and uh, Ferdinand Junior. But Bong Bong, is if you were in the Philippines, all you have to say is Bong Bong. Everyone knows who you're talking about. And he went to obviously a posh school in Britain, of course, because the parents had loads of money. Um, as to where they got it from is another story. But uh, he took a flick knife to rugby games when he was playing and he'd brandish it in the scrum. So that's Bong Bong's... Uh, <laughs> that's the way he rolled. And he drove uh, a Ferrari around in his, in his top hat. I mean, he's quite character. And uh, it looks like he's going to be the 17th president of the Philippines. And what makes the success so unlikely is that his dad was the ruthless dictator, as I say, Ferdinand Marcos, plundered billions from his country while suppressing dissent. Mother Imelda, former beauty queen, um, infamous for her vanity materialism and her 3,000 pairs of shoes. You can't mention Imelda Marcos when they mention her shoes, half of which were left behind after the family fled a popular uprising in 1986. Fast forward, 2022, is going to be president. The mind boggles. <laughs> Memory is short and uh, this is what happens. If you look at Brazil as well, that looks like Lula, the former president of that country, um, is up. Uh, looks like he's going to, he's very possibly going to be the next president after uh, their election in the autumn with Bolsonaro. So um, the world is a strange place. Benedict Cumberbatch, star of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, is leading the box office, uh, weekend box office. Funny, I was reading a lot of the reviews for it. I had no idea what Doctor Strange is really. I saw one of them. I, I, I tried watching and yep, he, he, he is what he seems to be able to bounce between universes so that would make sense. Um, but he's a great, an actor who I really, really like um, but I haven't seen this. I think I'd be so confused. I, I'd need to be probably in the metaverse to try and understand it. But it's getting pretty poor reviews but yet all you have to do is put metaverse, Marvel, any of the, the heads in and it'll just top the box office that's the major of it um, elsewhere I see one of my favourite singers Paul Heaton is getting around in at 60 um, pubs to celebrate his birthday so Paul Heaton is one of those guys from you know beautiful South and House Martins and uh, sings with Jackie Abbott like during um, a show recently they gave uh, they played a free, free show for NHS workers and then donated money to staff who lost their jobs for, uh, at the closure of Q magazine they just do these lovely gestures very nice fella. And he announced plans to get a round in at several pubs across the UK and Ireland to celebrate his 60th birthday. So he said, to celebrate my 60th birthday today, Monday, I'd originally intended to do another bicycle tour, visiting and performing at 60 pubs across the UK and Ireland. However, due to recording delays caused by the pandemic, I've had to shelve those plans for the time being. Instead, I've decided that the next best way to celebrate this coming of age is to handpick 60 pubs and put a given amount of money behind the bar of each one. And then both regulars and yourselves, fans, can enjoy a birthday drink on me until the money runs out or the bar runs dry. It's 60 pubs. And the full list of pubs is here. So he says, if there's one near you, please head over on Monday, show your support and raise a toast to me on my birthday. <laughs> it's quite mad. So the pubs are listed and sure enough... Eddie's, uh, Eddie Murphy's in Thomastown and Kilkenny. There you go. The Punter's Rest in Tipperary. Uh, Courtney's Bar in Killarney and Kerry. Kyo's in Dublin, a grand spot. Um, Tig Coley, the Latin Quarter in Galway. And Bonner's Corner Bar and Bally Buffet in County Dun Donegal. 
will all have a few quid behind the bar, courtesy of Paul Heaton, to help him celebrate his 60th birthday from afar. Happy hour, indeed. House Martins, uh, happy hour, great. Love Paul Heaton, lovely lovely person, and Jackie Abbott too. So, uh, happy birthday, Paul. Uh, an email that came in, I know a lot of people were talking about Darkness Into Light at the weekend, and um, Charlie and Claire were doing a great job on that. Um, uh, Charlie Bird and Claire, his wife, uh, was reading over the weekend, so well done um, for leading the charge there. But well done to everybody who, who took part. Um, and an email came in to saying, you probably won't remember, but a number of years ago, I wrote to you for help. And I had just completed the Darkness Into Light walk with a group of friends and I was feeling suicidal through depression. And I just wanted to let you know that I'm still around and I'm doing fine. In fact, I'm better now. I'm better than fine. Uh, I'm doing very well. And I've been for the uh, last couple of years. And when I first wrote to you, I was in a very dark place and had at that stage decided how and where to end my own life. And the only thing left to decide was when. And I remember the morning I decided to write to you. I didn't have any idea how I expected you to help, but I listened to your show before work each morning and it had helped other people with various problems and I was desperate for some sort of help to come from somewhere. And honestly, I didn't think anyone would even read my letter, let alone the reaction it got. And my initial reaction when I heard it read out was panic, panic that I had inconvenienced you or put your listeners to bother and so on. But over the course of the day... The panic faded and became a form of relief and comfort. It felt great to finally tell someone how I was feeling and how bad it actually was and have them listen. And I couldn't and still can't believe the kindness and generosity of people who took the time and effort to write into you to try to help someone they never met, even though it must have been a very painful thing for some of them to do. So I want to thank you and your listeners for helping me from the bottom of my heart. I'm quite certain that without taking the first step on contacting you, that I would not be here. My wife would have lost her husband and my children would have lost their father. And now I can see clearly what a needless tragedy that would have been. Thank you and all the very best. And uh, the name of that person, I'm glad to say, is with us. Why do I feel relieved reading that? (laughs) But I do. And um, and I want to say thank you to those listeners who helped. At that time, I was was rereading the initial email that our friend here had sent and um, just you were in the shadows, you were in the, you were in the darkness, and to hear you literally in the light um, this morning is just such a beautiful thing. And what a lovely start to our week together. Uh, that 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 um, person is alive, well, and sounds like you're thriving too. So every, every happiness to you today. Uh, five one five five two. Uh, five, sorry, five 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 one five five one is the text. Now we're having a what day is it? You'd never guess it was Monday, would you? Uh, email Ryan at rte. ie. I checked out the list of pubs as a text. Paul Heaton has posted nothing in Cork, but that won't put me off raising a very big mug of tea because it's a school night. Well done to Paul and Dave Gahan of Depeche Mode. Siobhan, you didn't send this one in, did you? He was also sixty today. Oh, they're the same. Uh, Paul Heaton, though, what a generous and thoughtful. Understated man, I love him. He's been in with us on the late late, and I've interviewed him before a couple of times. He is under—that's a great word. He's understated. He really—you <laughs> wouldn't think the guy. He's such a great poet 
himself and lyricist and songwriter. Um, but you 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 pass him by on the street and leave him alone. Uh, Doctor Strange is essentially the Doctor Who of the Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's a great way of putting it. And there's a new Doctor Who announced at the BAFTAs uh, last night. And they were giving out today that It's a Sin got heaps and heaps of nominations, but not one award. Uh, one of the awards that was given Best TV Moment was for the dance and Strictly Come Dancing for the per- the, the deaf dancer. And the I remember watching that through Gogglebox, which also won an award. And it blew my mind. If you haven't seen it, it's 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 a thing of great, great beauty. Um, we had a Jack Russell. Oh, the Jack Russells are right. We had a Jack Russell. Uh, her mum was a purebred Jack Russell, but her head was turned by a mongrel. So she ended up with a Jack, <laughs> with a Jack Russell, <laughs> with a Jack Russell body and long legs. Oh, the forest is a real cut and paste dog, isn't it? God help it. Anyway, let's go back. She was the most loyal, lovely, gentle, good, intelligent, gorgeous and loving, excellent dog ever. So heartbroken was my mum in particular when her dog passed away. Her photo helped provide a place on the mantelpiece. And when my mum passed, we put the photo of the dog in the coffin with her. Dogs have a way of creeping into our lives and stealing our hearts. Well, that's what I always say. They're the fifth beetle. They're the part of your family that, you know, they're just short of sitting up in the, at the chair having dinner with you and saying, how was your day? You know, but they, they, they do that. They bring that joy to you, to people's world. There's no question about that. Okay, 51551. That's the text number. 923, our guest standing by. So we'll bring him in soon. The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1. Okay, a lot of uh, love and respect for Chris Fitzpatrick this morning. Thank you indeed for those. I trained as a junior doctor, says the text. I trained with Chris. I could listen to his anecdotes of life all day. His stories of working in the UK, supporting the local community groups in the in the flats in Dublin Eight, uh, doing a locum on the Aran Islands and holidaying with his wife. He's a wonderfully empathetic doctor and a wonderful human, a humble human being who strands stands out amongst all the people I have worked with, says Nicola. And there's a lot in in on that. Lovely, says another to hear from that gentleman. Uh, who was in such a bad place before and it's a reminder on our worst days that there is hope for better ones ahead and never a truer word said Billy Ray was a preacher's son and when his daddy would visit he'd come along when they gather around and started talking that's when Billy would take me walking Out through the backyard we go walking Then he look into my eyes Lord knows to my surprise The only one who could ever reach me Was the son of a preacher man The only boy who could ever teach me Was the son of a preacher man, preacher man. Now the ever amazing uh, Dusty Springfield And son of a preacher man And uh, Lino R- Lini Robredo is the real front runner in the Philippines is after talking about Marcos Hundreds of thousands attend her uh, campaigns in each city. Her final campaign rally last Saturday, a million attendees. few people saying this, and Marcos is paying people to attend the rallies, has a troll farm defending him on the internet. Facebook removed 400 accounts lately, but there are thousands. Somebody else saying it's, uh, please pray for the Philippines. There are a lot of irregularities in today's elections. And the main election body with officers appointed by Duterte who are not doing anything about it. For us, human rights and freedom-loving Filipinos, we pray, please, Lord, may the best woman win. And uh, thank you for, for sending those in. To appreciate it very much. No, one more break to take.
And um, what a man, what a hero, says a text about Chris Fitzpatrick there. What a thing to do. My 11-year-old daughter in Belfast is going to need a kidney in the next six months. Hopefully my wife or I will be a match, but it's so comforting and reassuring for us to know that there are people out there who would even contemplate making such a sacrifice for a complete stranger. That's a lovely note in which we say goodbye for you today. Stay tuned to Claire Byrne. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.